0: As Chris Berman would say, we're back, 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 back here at Where the Money Is. Hey, everybody. I'm Mark Reith here with Sean O'Reilly, and welcome to another edition of Where the Money Is. It's Tuesday, so it's a consumer goods edition, and I can't wait to dive right in. How are you, Sean? I'm awesome. How are you? Doing okay, you know. Doing all right. Here with my buddy. (laughs) All right, let's dive right into our headlines. Our first one is about smoking. Smoking is bad, kids, but it's not so bad for these companies. Reynolds and L'Oriard in Tobacco Merger by Chris Isidore over on CNN Money. Uh, He gets straight to the point, and I like that. It is official. Reynolds American and L'Oriard are going to merge in a $27.4 billion deal. The number two and number three tobacco companies in the United States are going to join forces. What's your take?
1: Uh, Now they will be a much bigger number two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Yeah, still number two. That's interesting. That shows you how big Altria is, which is just a ginormous company. It's still 50% of the tobacco market. Uh, Reynolds and L'Oriard combined, I think it's going to be 42% of the tobacco market in the U.S. And then there's everybody else. That just goes to show you how big Altria is to begin with. But anyway, smoking has been on the decline recently. Uh, It's one of the reasons that these companies are getting together is the combination of Reynolds and Lorillard going to turn things around for these companies? Or, why are they doing this, and should investors be getting in?
1: Um, the name of the game is consolidation because of the declines you're talking about. Right. Like every year, the number of smokers drops a couple of percent every mm-hmm. year. Um There were two interesting kind of takeaways from the actual details of the deal, and the real reason they merged was cost savings. Right. Um, There are going to be tons of cost savings of this, and that's the name of the game here, because whenever you're in a declining business, it's like, okay, how are we going to save money just to keep the profits rolling? And there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is, I couldn't believe it. They're uh, divesting. They're getting rid of blue cigarettes blue e-cigs.
0: Yeah, you know, I was a little surprised by that. Uh, really? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> so we all talk about blue e-cigs because it's the biggest in the e-cig market, but the e-cig market it's itself, so is it's so tiny. It's it's, it's a, yeah. it, literally a drop in a gigantic bucket for these companies. So I kind of get it. You'd think that they'd at least keep it around in case e-cigs blows up, but it hasn't yet. There are a lot. Altria's got their, what is it, their Mark 10 e-cigs right. coming out as well, and they're not really doing too much with it. It feels like like you said, cost savings is the name of the game. Why spend money on something that's
1: really it not going to be the needle? It just seemed odd that they would bother getting rid of it. It would be like you or me like throwing a dime out the window. I was like, okay, I could, uh, why? <laughs> that's like, well said. That's <laughs> very well said. Okay, so all that being
0: said, are you getting into Reynolds and Loryard When they combine forces, is it a buy for you?
1: Um, I like it. Hmm. Um, it's definitely a great uh, staple in any kind of dividend-focused portfolio. So, yeah, I like it. It's not going to make you a gazillionaire or anything, but you will not do badly owning this, I don't think. Very well said. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nice and done. Okay, uh, let's move on to our next headline with Bed Bath & Beyond. We talked about this last week. Bed Bath & Beyond sells $1.5 billion of bonds for its buyback. So last week, Mike and I were talking about that buyback. It's a $2 billion buyback. Pretty big deal. Now it just came out. They are f- they're funding increasing that. it even
1: more. Like this is
0: crazy. It's, it's getting pretty big.
1: There's been some debate with this pullback in Bed Bath and Beyond stock. It's like, okay, is that undervalued now? Like, what do, the company thinks so? Yeah, clearly. So, um, and it's actually kind of wild that they actually, for the first time, look at their balance sheet. There's mm-hmm. not really any debt. They are very, very conservative with all this stuff. So the fact that they're not only taking on debt but using it to buy back stock, mm-hmm. that says something.
0: Does it say? Enough though. So here's my question: Like you you just mentioned, Bed Bath and Beyond thinks that they're undervalued, and they probably are because they're in such a weird market where everyone's their competitor. You got Target, you got Walmart, you got Amazon, you got the Container Store. They all sell the same things that Bed Bath and Beyond does. Does it? Does that matter more than the fact that they're undervalued? Like, are you are you buying into Bed Bath and Beyond's faith in itself, or is this just blind? Hey, we have some money. Let's make ourselves look a bit better.
1: Um it's there is an argument in favor of what you just said, because a company has three things they can do with money. Mm-hmm. They can open new stores or Bed Bath on Open new stores, pay a dividend, buy back stock. Right. They can't open tons of new stores. A bit mature. Anymore. Yeah. So are they gonna pay a huge dividend? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I gotta pay taxes on it if you're an investor. So the obvious answer is Buyback stock. That's exactly what Lululemon just did, and they probably did it for similar reasons. They can't use all this money that's lying around quick enough, so they're like, okay, what we'll is our stock? Right. Whether or not that's a good idea in terms of valuation, it's open for debate. Yes. That's, what that, that's what makes a market. So I am of the opinion that this company is going to do just fine long term, and I do like the stock here, so okay. there's that.
0: All right. But, there's that all right and last but not least let's talk alibaba because it's always the big story these days alibaba sets latest value at 130 billion dollars billion with a b my god it just keeps growing late june it was 117 billion dollars it's like they filed the
1: prospectus Uh like let's go higher (laughs) we can push this a little bit further but but why why are they going higher um, the profits, their profit were good. the profits were good. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first quarter, the results were great. And they're just, they think they're worth more, especially in the fact that the stock market keeps chugging along. I mean, that would also affect it. So
0: true. Do you yeah. think
1: they're worth more? Um, I am so just enamored with the profitability of this company. Can't deny it. Oh my gosh, sure. you're such a money maker. I mean, they make. They, I think they have just like this giant room where they print money all the time. That's, like I don't yes. even know what else to say. That's and they just write. keep they've got the Priceline business model where if you just have a single site or store or whatever, your it's kind of finite what you can do mm. theoretically. They've got this kind of price line-y business model where they can just keep picking up sites and just starting up a like, yeah. starting up a website does not cost a lot of money. So they can keep trying ideas and marketing. It's really really cool how they or set up the organization. Um, And then the other two things that I want to bring up about this filing were the two big takeaways that I had. Mm -hmm. The first was how David Ma. Is his first name David? I think so. Pretty darn sure. Anyway, we're sorry if we're wrong. (laughs) Um, Mr. Ma uh, basically said uh, the reason they're filing here in the United States is because he wanted to do it in Hong Kong, but Hong Kong does not allow this share class structure like what we have with Google. Really? That's the reason they're coming to America. They Hmm. could not care less. Okay. So um, the dual-class share structure that allows um, Google's founders to basically control the company, yeah. that would not fly in Hong Kong. Hmm. That is why Alibaba is coming here. Smart. Um, the way it was originally set up in the first prospectus was Alibaba was going to have nine board members. Four were basically going to be po- chosen by this partnership. Hmm. The 27 people that control Alibaba, basically, it's basically the founder and his buddies. Right. Um, one guy that was going to be, uh, chosen by SoftBank, the company that invested them in, like, 10, 15 years ago, and then four independent people, Mm -hmm. this new prospectus that came out, and David, uh, Mr. Ma was like, yeah, we're gonna, me and my friends are gonna be allowed to nominate two more if we feel like it. Nice. So, it's gonna theoretically be a board of 11 if they choose, Mm -hmm. and six of them will all be controlled by, it's like... (laughs) <laughs> not a bad
0: structure no. for Mr. Ma. And he's
1: just the multi-billionaire. He's just going to hang out.
0: Yeah, so what does this mean <laughs> for Yahoo? You mentioned SoftBank as the big investor. Yahoo is another big investor. Right,
1: that what was that the mean? other thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, one of the perspectives, they had this kind of payment, it was like Ali payments or something, mm-hmm. that they had to spin off in 2011. I'm not an expert on this, but basically the Chinese government didn't like that they owned this thing or something like that, so they had to spin it off. Yahoo was really mad that they did this because it was like another paypal or something like they really wanted alibaba to keep this and make all the payment processing money if you're doing all the online payments for all the websites this company owns in china mm-hmm. and they got rid of it and yahoo was not happy with it so uh the sec asked for more clarification on this and the updated prospectus and they did it and they're like yeah we had to what do you want and I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Yahoo doesn't get to benefit from the new PayPal. No. They're still going to make a pretty buck after no, 130 billion dollars. Yeah,
1: my gosh, not bad, not bad. Just keeps growing. Um, the thing that I was thinking about when I did this. Do you remember when uh, Calpers came out and said that Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company, wasn't uh, shareholder friendly because mm-hmm. it's basically controlled by Buffett and his buddies on the board or not whatever? Wrong. Yeah, you've let Warren Buffett run like whatever. Is Ma the next Warren Buffett? <sighs> Is that no, what you're I mean, saying? It's like the, no, my point was um, this company is going to be not to be friendly to the little guy, right. the shareholder on Main Street or whatever. But as long as they keep rocking it, I don't think they care.
0: Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, uh, let's move on to our stock in focus. Today's stock is, of course, Potbelly. And I say, of course, because it's been in the news a lot recently hitting low after low. I'm going there for lunch today. Are you? Oh, I we am. should do that. I'm going to plug some. Yeah, sure. yeah, you yeah. know what? We should boost their revenue. We'll help out a little bit. A little bit. Um, so their first quarter, Q1, not so great. One of the highlights was a 1.6% uh, drop in or excuse me, a 2.2% drop in comps, and the even bigger news was the warning of a 1.6% decline in Q2 coming up. So they said they had a bad quarter and then they basically just said, "Hey, Next quarter is not going to be so great either. Yeah. And here we are with new lows for Potbelly. Uh, what's First of all, when you look at Potbelly,
1: what do you think? It's lost half of its valuation since it hit the market. I it's, mean, it's not good. Um, not good. I'm surprised that it took the market this long to value it properly. And I still mm. think it's overvalued, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's like it took negative comps from the realize that this thing wasn't going to grow like Chipotle. Right. When they could have easily looked at any of the past financials and been like, "This thing's really only grown at ten percent. Maybe we shouldn't be paying fifty times earnings for this."
0: Right, and the fact that they're dropping comps already—they have three hundred, I think it's three hundred stores around the right. U.S. The fact that they're dropping comps to your point you can't expand from there then yes. I, and you start running into not just the subways and the quiznos out there, but it's a sandwich shop. there's a mom and pop sandwich shop in every it's town. It's fast casual
1: and I have a ton of options today for, I can go to
0: right that's very I, Chipotle, that's, I can go to
1: Panera I can go to Pop I can go to Jimmy Johns like nah.
0: but I'd rather go to Chipotle I'd rather go to Panera because they're making themselves that third place location that that some place between work and home, that place you can go hang out. I don't want to hang out in a potbelly, quite frankly. Nope. I mean, I, is there Wi-Fi there? Uh, yeah, exactly. They have singers. They, they have, have singers. A, they have You're a guitarist right. that there is down fun. the street yeah. every
1: day. Have you ever gone to the website and looked at, like, the ways to become a singer? They have hundreds of people lined really? up to sing at these places. So yeah. that's
0: that's unique. That's interesting. Don't get moment. me wrong. Support your local song singer-songwriter. Fine. That's
1: great. Give me some comps, though. Give me some comparable store it's, sales increases. And even with the store increases, you look out a number of years and it's like all these analysts are like, yeah, it's going to grow at 10% and it's fine. I don't know. You should be sure. like, what, 20, 30%, uh, 20, 30 cents a share this year and it's still at $10.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so where do you see it going? Uh, next year, a year from now, Q2 2015, what's happening to Pop Bellies?
1: The market has a way of overvaluing companies like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at something that's growing at 10%, 15% a year mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. I'm assuming they'll open more stores and wherever. They'll try. That's for they'll sure. They'll try. Yeah. Um, comps side. I mean, you're looking at like 30, 35 times earnings right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't pay more than 15 or 20 for a company that's growing like this. And you have to really like it. Right. So it's like, you know. I don't really like it quite frankly.
0: I really like Chipotle. I like the sandwiches. Uh, you know what? Like the, sandwiches the sandwiches are fine. Don't get me wrong. I like that they're trying to be a little bit healthier. They have their salads now, too. You know their... what I love is the uh, milkshakes. I haven't tried them. You really need to. The milkshakes Never bring so all, all the boys to the and bar. They put a little cookie around the straw and everything. Oh, yeah? yeah nice. Oh, well, they... <laughs> but how is the stock down so much with cookies the, around straws? The,
1: the uh, milkshake is undervalued. The stock is overvalued.
0: <laughs> well said. I, I like that. Uh, speaking of fast casual, let's move on to today's uh, our game. And it's a quickie, oh a goodie. Uh, would you rather? And it's a simple one. Would you rather buy Buffalo Wild Wings or Chipotle Based on the future of pizza. Now, the future of pizza is the key part of this question because both companies are Hmm. trying new things in the pizza market. And to give you an idea of how important pizza is to the United States, one in eight United States citizens eats a piece of pizza every day.
1: I had pizza for lunch yesterday.
0: Exactly. There it is. You are one of those eight. That's just, it's mind-boggling. So obviously, these companies want to get in on that market. To that end, Buffalo Wild Wings has this concept called Pizza Rev. Uh, It's an L.A.-based concept. Buffalo Wild Wings is a minority investor in it. Uh, They they create these pizzas in three minutes. Uh, You can choose your toppings for them.
1: Now, in this three minutes, are there people throwing dough in the air? Or is little Presumably little
0: more... in the back, but it, okay. it looks like more of a bar scenario, okay. where you get like, some dough at the beginning, and you can sprinkle what you want as you go. Oh, man. Meanwhile, Chipotle has this thing called Pizzeria Locale. Uh, they're a partner with this Denver pizzeria place. They're two-minute pizzas, so a little bit faster than Buffalo Wild Ah, Don't I roll really your eyes. Speed <laughs> is important. This is America, all right? Time is money. Money is pizza. Um, and it looks like Pizzeria Locale is more, more of a menu base. Like they have a couple of pizzas you can choose from, but you can make them unique as you go. That's the general gist of what these companies are doing right now. Who are you liking more? First of all, disregarding pizza for a second. Buffalo Wild Wings, Chipotle have had great years for a couple of years now. Who are you liking more? No pizza involved.
1: Uh, Chipotle. Why? Um, They continue. It's actually... I went uh back home to my wife's hometown Indianapolis Indiana mm-hmm. there is a very culturally focused area called Broad Ripple tons of shops just art Walking Trail. Of course. Glorious um, And Chipotle opened up a brand new location right on the walking trail. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the canal towpath here in D.C. Right. Right. It's that kind of thing. And I was like, that is the greatest location I have ever seen. Okay. And they're just so smart about not only where they put locations, but just focusing on what they're good at. And they clearly have pricing power, like yeah. doing whatever they want. Um, and I just they continue to rock it. That being said, I don't want to knock Buffalo Wildlings because they continue to impress... I- I don't personally go there all the time. Mm-hmm. Super hot stuff kills me. I, <laughs> Not I a spicy to a, I, We went there one time, and the waitress was telling me how this guy like, ate the super hottest whatever. Do you even know the name? Not a clue. And he was like getting blisters in his mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> why would you do that You gotta do what you got to do, man. You know? Anyway. Why climb Everest? Because it's there. Because it's there. Yeah. And he had to eat those super hot wings that
0: exactly. probably burnt off his tongue. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Buffalo Wild Wings has super hot wings. Chipotle has location. Both of them are going into pizza right now. Who do you
1: think is going to succeed? Uh, I like Buffalo Wild Wings for this one. Okay, why? They I sh- they seem to have more of a handle on creating different brands and stuff on their menu. Mm. The reason Chipotle is awesome is because they follow the Kiss Rule, keeping it simple. Right. They don't actually have a ton of stuff for you to like. They've got what twenty options, and that's Tops. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Buffalo Wild like, they can they seem to, they have a more diverse menu because it's actually a sit down type restaurant. Right. Um, uh Chipotle's tried to create other brands like the Shop House. I tried that the other day. And
0: eh, eh, I'd rather go to a Chipotle. let put it that way.
1: That's what I'm saying. Right. I, I last I checked, they only have three locations in America of right. Shop House, and one of them is in the district. So um I don't know. I think Buffalo Wild Wings will probably be sharper with ramping up another brand or something. Chipotle just needs to follow the uh what they're good at.
0: Okay, so all right, that's <laughs> I, that's I like that actually. Uh, the keep it simple rule usually works for these companies. Right. I, it has worked, as you said, for Chipotle, Buffalo Wild Wings. I'd rather they kept it simple. I, I'd you rather. Yes, yeah. I, I see what you mean about them having a more. The ability to expand a little bit more. This than is Chipotle my assessment
1: of the corporate cultures.
0: It really, right? Is. And that—that's—that's that's what it comes down to. It, these these companies have different ways of doing things. They're going to bring these different ways of doing things to these pizza chains or these pizza concepts, I don't whatever. If they're getting yeah. chains yet, yeah, exactly. Uh, I like what Chipotle does with their 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 keeping it simple. Right. I don't like what Buffalo Wild Wings is doing in terms of they might make it too complicated. They, they might right. go overboard. They might dive too deep into this. I don't know. I like that they are just Buffalo Wild Wings. Beer, TV,
1: wings. Good time. Keep
0: it simple. Yeah. It's not so bad. Yeah. You got to go to Buffalo Wild Wings more often, then. I will try. I'll
1: yeah. tell you what. If they put a bunch of good pizza options in the Buffalo Wild Wings, I will go there. All right. The we burger got a, was good. I
0: got a burger. You got a
1: burger at Buffalo Wild Wings?
0: Sorry. Wings. Sorry All right, let's move on to today's mailbag. It's a World Cup-based mailbag. I'm a big soccer fan. I like this. Who made money from the World Cup this year? Which company sank money to the tournament without much return? Uh, And that's from Michael D. Um, The second part of that question, I don't think anyone really sank money
1: into the tournament. There was one company that spent tons and tons and tons of money. Who's that? Emirates Airlines.
0: Yeah, did you see? Right. Did you see? You the, had the stewardess. <laughs> that heck?
1: was amazing. She was up there with <laughs> the, the medals. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I was trying like, to. <laughs> what is she doing there?
0: <laughs> it was great. You no, know, you're so right. They spend so much money.
1: I'm just placing some stewardesses. Of of yeah, what do you do? <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna get out of this. Just World class something. Sure. Like, Why not world class yeah, service?
0: Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Too much money for not enough That's returns. Fun. There. I like uh, when we talk soccer. You have to talk Adidas. You have to talk. Nike for sure uh, both companies put a lot of time and effort into uh, the World Cup for instance just to just to name a couple of players a couple of com- uh, teams that these companies sponsor so Adidas did pretty darn well it sponsors Germany and Argentina the two teams that made it to the final it sponsors Lionel Messi who's the most famous player in the World Cup this year he won the golden boot and he, they sponsor Thomas Muller the highest scorer for Germany and they've got their name on every World Cup ball every every play every ball in every game That's That's got Adidas on It's a big win. Whereas Nike, they had players and teams, they chose a little less wisely this year. They chose Brazil, the home team. They chose the U.S., the big market. They thought business. They didn't think soccer. I like that Adidas thought soccer. They thought, who are the best teams in the tournament? Best teams in the tournament were by
1: far Germany and Argentina. It shouldn't be a surprise, though, because Nike went, they're an American corporation. Right. They did this. Right. Adidas is a European corporation, and they did that. And soccer is really more of a European sport than an American sport, so. That's true. Although, I have to say, the it's enthusiasm. It's growing, growing, crazy. It's No, it's growing, growing crazy. Yeah. All, I mean. I, I grew up playing Little League Baseball, and all my cousins play soccer. Right. And, you know? and
0: we've all, for years, if you follow soccer, you've heard the, oh, this is the year soccer blows up. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's so popular this year it's never that popular but to your point, Nike is a United States uh, company. It sponsors the U.S. team. It seems like they're a bit better poised for soccer blowing up in the United States right. than Adidas is. If and when that happens. if That's the thing. If, if and, and when, when that happens. happens. Uh, meanwhile, soccer is blowing up, as you said, already in uh, in uh, Europe and South America. Uh, just to give you an idea, Adidas made $2.7 billion on soccer this year on their football division alone. Nike, that's growing, actually. Uh, their football division generated $2.3 billion. That's a 21% year-over-year increase for Nike's football division. That's mind-boggling that a company that big, that well-established, can grow that quickly with a very big, very established sport. Clearly, Nike is doing something right
1: here. Yeah, their choice of the American backing America, the United States team and everything probably will go, because every American that watches is like, oh, Nike's on there. Right, yeah. right.
0: It's, it's simple. It's straightforward for them. Uh, some other, uh, just to keep going with this, some other companies that saw big returns from the tournament, Coca-Cola, exactly. uh, always a, ba- always a big sponsor. Uh, I read about Coca-Cola. Their fans on Facebook grew more than any other company during the tournament. They got 2.5 million wow. more fans on Facebook, whereas Adidas had the larger, largest Twitter increase. So that's not too bad for uh, Adidas on both in terms of sponsoring and Twitter.
1: All of the tournaments. Mm -hmm. Did you see any Coke Life advertisements? You know, I did
0: not. That's they really
1: missed an opportunity there. Coke Life is in South America.
0: That's the only place it's sold right now. They need to fire their ad people. (laughs) Smart. Smart. Well, clearly they're doing okay with that 2.5 million increase during the tourney. Uh, Some other companies, Visa, McDonald's, all had big boosts in their fan base. It sounds like the Olympics. (laughs) That was the point. I couldn't have put it better myself. When you think big sporting events, you're thinking, Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, the Golden Arches. Yeah, you're always going to see these big companies being a big part of these big events. Are there big returns from those? That's debatable. Uh, 2.5 million people liking you on Facebook, it's not a small number, but are those 2.5 million people turning around and buying Coca-Cola? Probably not, because those 2.5 million people are more concerned with health than ever before.
1: I cannot imagine if I'm a Pepsi person switching to Coke because of... Right, that's a a very well-said point.
0: You're not, oh, oh my god, that guy's got a Coca-Cola tag on his sleeve. I'm never drinking
1: Pepsi again!
0: No, that's not how it works. But, then again... It's not putting a bad Putting their thing to be name popular. out there
1: right. builds the brand long term whatever. Right.
0: Yeah, Coca-Cola, that's one company that really needs to build. They really bad. need to. Yeah, They're that's Oh, my gosh. All right, uh, let's wrap things up with this very quick show which I'm liking by the way with some tweets. Let's head into our first tweet. Uh, it is about the SEC from our very own Jeff Fisher. Stay away from tiny companies. Fraud reigns as SEC suspends 255 microcap stocks. I think I know where you're going with this. Where am I going with this? That companies. That Sync went from. Technologies. <laughs> My God. June seventh, fourteen cents a share. July 17th, or July what was it? Fifteenth uh, today. Yeah. Fourteen dollars a share. Just nuts. Just insane. Twenty-five thousand percent increase.
1: This, fake owner type secretary there's only one guy (laughs) now a
0: billionaire like what's the deal there I don't know I don't think anyone's going to buy the things he owns so I don't think he can become a millionaire that's the problem
1: has any, like, I haven't found, like, do
0: we know why this happened? Because somebody saw a 14 cents in like, stock and wanted to run. For
1: $50, it he gives you Angelina Jolie's phone number or something.
0: Sure, like, he does. I don't even. <laughs> sure, he does. Have you checked out this website? It's <laughs> no. based in Belize. You try calling them. Believe it or not. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah hilarious. Anyway, the SEC has this operation called Operation Shell Expel, trying to get rid of shell companies. They just got rid of 255. Just another lesson to watch out for penny stocks. I mean, for sure. you, you just just be smart. Look at the finances of a company. Don't just hold 14 cents a share. Oh my gosh! I I'm only buy. paying fourteen cents for one employee. This right. is great. Right? Right? <laughs> Look, <at that. laughs> Look at that. price to book value. My God. Uh, okay, let's move on to number two. It is about the all-star game. I think we can all agree to the sentiment of bring back steroids after watching the Home Run oh Derby my last gosh. night. That just made me laugh out loud oh from, Duncan, from Daily Muncie. Um, did you watch the Home Run Derby last night? Uh,
1: I caught a bit of it, right? and I didn't see any home runs. That's so. very well put. Uh, uh, the winner of this year... I gave it like five year, minutes, and I was like, okay, nobody hit a run, by." It was a bit boring.
0: Let's put it that way. The winner of this year was Suspedes again. He got 19 homers. Last year, he also won 32 homers. Bit of a drop-off there. A little interesting. And usually the the, uh, mid-range for these homers is about the mid-20s. Right. So it was was a pretty dull all-star home run derby. A little unfortunate. Bring back the steroids, man. They're not hurting anybody. Where, where, where are you, Mark McGuire? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need you, Mark. We need you. Uh, last but certainly not least, what would you do with a billion dollars? If you had billions of dollars to blow, how would you spend it, CNN Money asks. Uh, some examples hashtag they gave.
1: asteroid. So
0: hashtag asteroid, hashtag private forest. That's what caught my attention in this. They gave some examples of billionaires who have spent their money very interestingly, for example, there is a group of billionaires, not just one, a group of very intelligent, very rich people, who said to themselves, the Earth needs to be defended from asteroids. So yes. they want to build a telescope, send it into orbit around Venus, and have it watch for any asteroids that could come and destroy the Earth. We get an early warning as it passes by Venus, enough time to set you know something up I to think? save it.
1: I think we are safe as long as we have Bruce uh, Willis, Bruce Willis yeah. Ben Affleck, <laughs> there, that's and the joke. Is that crazy guy, the crazy one. Crazy one. Uh, you gonna have to be more the more, one that thought they were all gonna die. And you just wanted to... <laughs> oh, it was uh, uh, not I Stanley Tucci.
0: Is um. Oh, the guy from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, see? Uh, Whatever, you know his face. Anyway. The crazy one. If you had a billion dollars, would you buy asteroid protection? Would you buy a private forest, as one billionaire did? Or would you act like the New York billionaire who left $12 million to her dog when she died in 2007?
1: That's a Disney movie, isn't it? It should be.
0: The dog lived in a (laughs) hotel, it ate off of fine china, and it had a bodyguard. Would you do that for your dog? No. Exactly. What would you do with a billion dollars?
1: I would team up with Elon Musk And SpaceX, mm-hmm. and I would do something with asteroids, but I would not protect us from them. Mm-hmm. I would start trying to mine them. Smart. I like that. I would try to start doing that.
0: Well, I would just look for bigger returns here on Earth and invest in Sync Technologies. Perfect.
1: Obviously. Awesome.
0: Alright, folks. That's it for us. A couple of announcements for you. First, if you ever want to get your own email into our mailbag, simply send us a line at cg@fool.com Or, if you want to work at the Fool and hang out with me and Sean, well, me, you wouldn't want to. And go to Potbelly. And go to Potbelly with us. You just have to head over to culture.fool.com. Check out some of the job openings. We have a whole bunch over at fool.com right now. We'd love to have you. It'd be great to see you here. For Sean O'Reilly, I'm Mark Reith. That's it for this edition of Where the Money Is. We'll see you next week.